Let's do a part two then. Uh, this time, Kylan is going to share her thoughts on everything I've been discussing. I'm looking forward to this. I'm just going to drop, just drop it to you and sit back and enjoy. Here is some more Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, uh, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started you can follow kylan mills on all social media platforms at kylan mills great to finally see you your first thoughts uh, on the kings uh, deciding to let go of nerland's noels uh they also let go of a second player uh, i don't know how familiar you are with them uh his name is ninius keita uh those two are available now a- any thoughts uh in regards to either one of those two players maybe joining the warriors and how the hell are you doing I'm doing great. Uh, Again, apologies. I'm doing great now. Apologies for the delay. Uh, Like I said, just randomly had my computer's internal uh, camera malfunction. So that's fun to deal with. Um, But in terms of the the Kings waving um, Nerlens Noel, I don't think he would be a bad pickup at this point. I'm happy if the Warriors pick up any big. Um, And, you know, Noel has the size, uh, you know, 7'4 wingspan. He's 6'10". And at this point, like any big, any size to me is a positive. So I know some people might come at me or, or have some thoughts on Noel, but I mean, who else are they going to get for the 14th roster spot? And it's crazy looking back to last season, the Warriors literally had like 12 people because you have to think that 13th spot, Ryan Rollins was virtually, you know, a non-factor. And then Andre Guadala was a non-factor. So, like, if the Warriors get anyone who can even play, like, any amount, I am happy. But if they get someone who adds size, then I will really be happy. So, I I don't think Noel would be bad if you're talking about a 14th roster spot here. Right. No, I I totally agree. And I was talking about uh, a little bit about Nemius Keita. I just remember seeing him in G League, uh, just manhandling the Santa Cruz Warriors. He's a seven-footer. He's got a ton of size. Uh, I'm going to list a, a, a bunch of names to you, and I'd love to get your thoughts because I went through all of this. Um, uh, Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype uh, reported six players have worked out for the Golden State Warriors. And mm-hmm. I'm going to list to you all six of those players, and you tell me your thoughts. Um, do you want to go one at a time or all six at once? What's your preference? Uh, whatever. I don't know. Either way. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go one at a time. All six, because I, I all six. I okay. The report, so let's just all six. Okay. Go. So the six players again, and I've 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 uh, exhausted everyone with my thoughts on them. Kent Bazemore, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Dwayne Dedman, Will Barton, Jalen Noel, Stanley Johnson, and Derek Favors. That's actually seven. So those seven players. I'm sorry. Uh, four of them. Four of them are bigs. Maybe five. Uh. Your thoughts. I mean, some of them to me are obvious no's, but some of them are intri- intriguing. Take it away. Um, first of all, I have 
regularly like who is your nose because i was going to say i've regularly advocated that i don't think that um juan descano anderson's a bad choice in terms Same. of adding that 14th person he had size you know you're going to get from him you're going to get more like i said than andre or ryan you know that he's a good rollins i mean you know that he's going to be a good culture piece so to me like that's the easiest choice to make out of all those players um among the rest of them uh i mean who to you stands out among that group uh, well, but my nose or Kent, like Kent Bazemore, hell no, no, hell no. Like, why is he even, I don't understand why, like, is this, is this a favor to Steph Curry? I, I don't get the Kent Bazemore part. Um, Will Barton is a no. I just, I don't mind him, but I don't see what the point is. Like, you're not I was going to say, he can, he's a solid shooter. Cause to me, Barton, I would be okay with, cause how big is he? I mean, if he's like six, four size, who can spread the floor, but I don't know. He's like a, he's a he's a two he's like six four I, mm-hmm. I think that's what his height is. I, he's I I just don't know how he's gonna fit in there you know I, he's uh he's six six I'm sorry I, I got right. that wrong a little bit but yeah he's a wing he's a wing and then um and I I just don't know where he'd fit uh and then Jalen Noel who I wouldn't hate uh he's a, he's one that I would say no I'm saying no to all the the, the smaller players basically mm-hmm. I, I that's where I went I don't know um does Dwayne Dedman uh Stanley John, oh, I'm sorry, Dwayne Dedman or Derek Favors. Those are two traditional centers. Uh, I'm a little surprised, especially with the Derek Favors uh, name being dropped here. I did not think the Warriors would consider him. He's he's more of a prodding, slow center. Um, either of those two excite you or interest you. What are your thoughts on those two? Um, I think that exactly what you just said about Favors, like this is a Warriors team that supposedly wants to run the floor and, and move at a fast pace. And they already have kind of a slow center and come on Looney. I'm sorry, but he ain't quick. Um, so that's another one where I feel like the skill set is it going to make sense with what the Warriors are doing? Um, so that's, that's kind of my question about that. Like they already have come on Looney um, and he's not quick. So and he's also not, you know, Kevon Looney's not a big point scorer. He's not a super skilled uh, offensive big. Um, so I don't know. Who, what were the other names again? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to give kudos to Douglas Mikes because I agree um, regarding Kata. He is eligible for a two-way deal. And if he accepts that with the Warriors, that's a no-brainer to me as well. That's oh, what yeah. Douglas Mikes writes. Um, but uh, so, so the players, again, are... Uh, Dwayne Dedman and Derek Favors are the two they brought in. They're like really traditional center type uh, bigs. Um, Jalen Noel and Will Barton are like shooting guard types. Stanley Johnson is an intriguing one. Uh, he's he's a, like a Swiss Army knife type player. He's six seven and can probably guard one through five. Uh, he, he's he's not a skinny player. Um, he's got a, some meat on his bones, so he's strong. Um, any thoughts on Stanley Johnson? Um, no, I was thinking about Dwayne Dedman though. I, I want to know what his three point numbers were. Cause I thought he was a solid three point shooter who could stretch defenses and he's a pretty good shot blocker, uh, very active defensively. So solid, he's more solid athletically. So that's why I maybe think that he could work possibly. I, I don't know. I wouldn't hate on Dwayne Dedman. He would give I you tough. Hate it. Yeah. It's interesting you said he's a shooter. I that that, that uh, surprised me for a second, but then I'm solid. looking at his numbers. I was gonna say solid. I, I wanted to look up his numbers though, because I can't. He shot. Um, now look, he only played eight games with Philly last year, but in those eight games, he shot fifty percent from three. Uh, he was at thirty percent with Miami. 
Um, but again, you're not bringing him in for that. If you get Dwayne Dedman, you're bringing him in just to play some D and, and grab rebounds. Um, but he can do those things, you know, like and he can, he's a yes. defender. Absolutely. Um, AC in the chat is writing that Blazers fans want Kata as well. Um, Douglas Mike saying someone tell the Raptors to buy out Otto Porter Jr. That would be an intriguing one to come back to the Warriors uh, if that happened. Um, so and then uh, and then what and then um, Juan Toscano Anderson. <clears throat> if it all again, I, and I brought and I mentioned this uh, while you were trying to troubleshoot and figure out what was going on. I mentioned that how we both have spent time before on the show discussing this. It's kind of crazy that they keep working him out. Like it's really weird to me. Like you'd think if they were going to sign him, they would have just signed him. And, and is that still weird to you at all or no? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what more the Warriors need to find out about Juan Scano Anderson, because to me, he's one of the more consistent players that the Warriors have had. And just that like, you know what you're going to get from him pretty much night in and night out. He'll, he'll fight for loose balls. He'll pull in a couple rebounds. You know, he's not going to give you a ton of creativity or anything offensively. You know, I, I just think he's solid. Like, he's solid. He'll play hard defense. Um, he's going to commit a couple fouls every game. Uh, but, you know, to me, it's a very much like what you see is what you get. Um, and so I just don't know, like, what is going to be different in working out JTA over and over again now versus him being on the championship team just two seasons ago, working him out once. Like, I guess maybe if you want to update his progress or whatever else, but like why repetitive workouts with him? Like, I just don't see him being a player who's drastically changed from two years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, from what I saw of him playing this last season in LA, like it didn't look like he was a totally different player where there were suddenly like, Oh wow, we got to work him out multiple times. There's so many, like he's not drastically different. Like what, what is there to see? I mean, have you noticed anything different about his game? Cause I haven't. No, I, no that's why the whole thing is weird is bizarre to me that they're working him out. I, you know, it's, it tells me that they're not that excited. And, and it and it also tells me that Juan Toscano Anderson is not getting a lot of interest out there because I don't think yeah. he's doing this if uh if he had other suitors out there. But um anyways, when we come back, uh, uh we'll finish up talking about these these remaining openings. I also want to get your thoughts, Kylan, on uh the report from Mark Spears that Chris Paul uh is gonna be a starter. Uh, I'll play that soundbite again because I don't know if you've seen that or heard that, and we'll love to get your your feedback. Uh, first, got to give some love, though, to our new sponsor. Did you get the pack, by the way? Did you put the order in for uh, for Jace Medical, Kylan? They, they said they at least supposedly all of us hosts could get a free uh, case uh, from them. So when we do this ad read, we can actually give a, a direct, uh, a personal, uh, you know, anecdote. Uh, but I, for some reason, I had issues when I tried to order mine. Uh, look, do you have a medical kit at home, Kylan? Let me ask you that. Like an emergency uh... medical kit. No, but I could use one. I have uh -huh. like band-aids and, you know, a couple of little products in the medicine cabinet, but not like an emergency kit, which is honestly something that is a necessity. You're absolutely right. And that's what Jace Medical is all about. But in addition to the stuff that you that you typically think of for a medical kit, like you mentioned, uh, band-aids, maybe some gauze, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you might have to jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. And then that's it. And you can actually have, at your disposal, antibiotics, which is the best treatment for an infection. Whether it's a sinus infection, whether it's a, a some, something with your skin, whatever it is, the Jace case gives you the peace of mind that you're looking for when you need antibiotics 
emergency help with a medical issue. And you could save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and use the promo code Locked On. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day for the everydayers. Tomorrow, uh, I got CJ Holmes coming on the show, uh, Golden State Warriors beat reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm going to get his insights on what we've been talking about, plus hopefully learn a lot of new stuff. But right now, Kylan Mills joins me. You can follow Kylan on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills, her name. It's super easy. Um, I'm going to, you know, I don't have the soundbite anymore. Well, it doesn't matter. I played it once already. Uh, but uh, uh, Mark Spears was on a podcast last week um, with, I believe, Yahoo Sports. And he revealed that according to his sources, Chris Paul is going to be starting for the Golden State Warriors this year. Um, I don't like it. What are your thoughts? Ugh, I hate it. I don't just dislike it. I hate it because he's not going to replace you know, Steph or Clay, what he's going to do is pull Looney and go with the smallest and oldest lineup in the NBA. And I've been against it from the beginning. I don't care how many games Chris Paul started in his career. It does not make sense. It is not a winning recipe. Now, granted, part of what Spears said is that Paul would likely play in short bursts and it would be maybe even five to six minutes into the game before Kevon Looney would enter. But I don't care. This Mm -hmm. team has already struggled with size. It's been a huge issue in the last two seasons. They managed to win a championship despite the fact that they were undersized two seasons ago. And last year it was a major kryptonite. It was a big reason why the Warriors couldn't beat the Lakers. Now you're looking at, you know, just how effective the Nuggets are and not having an answer for Jokic. And the Warriors are now just, their stars at least, a year older. Um, and some of those pieces and role players off the bench, at least last season, weren't necessarily at the same level they were at during the championship year. So to me, like, how is this going to help the Warriors getting smaller and older? Like Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, all players who were like mid to late 30s. Like, what? I don't see how that's going to be a winning recipe. They're small and they're old. Uh, you know, I mean... The, All of them, except Wiggins, will be, you know, over 30. So I just, I don't see how that's a winning recipe for a team that's already had issues with size. To me, that was one of the big gaping issues and one of the reasons why they were eliminated against the Lakers is because Anthony Davis dominated. Um, The Warriors managed to somehow squeak it out against the Kings, but at times in that series, they were getting dominated inside, but it was very apparent against the Lakers. And now you've got to put your target on the back of, of the Denver Nuggets and what they're able to do and, the Warriors, I don't think, have that edge. So I hate it. Um, I also think that the Warriors need a veteran leader and they need someone who can run the offense in the second unit. Um, JP3 was supposed to be that guy. He was shipped off in the offseason because it didn't quite work out. He wasn't performing up to standards and what the expectations were. And he really struggled to me to run the offense. So let's say Looney is in the second unit and Chris Paul is starting, I guess, what's the plan? Because Steph Curry also isn't going to be putting in huge, I mean, he needs to be monitored in terms of the minutes that he's contributing. It needs to be watched. So I'm just saying, who's, who's the second, who's, who's really getting it done with the second unit? I, I, I I'm totally, Dante gone. 
Yeah, you're right. And I'm glad you brought I forgot I didn't touch on this uh, the, the first part uh and I'm glad you did, which is the 5 minute burst. Um mm -hmm. and I'm glad Mark Spears brought that up too because it was really eye-opening and, and enlightening in terms of how they're going to use Chris Paul. My my thought was you're right. If they use him in those first 5 minutes, he's no longer running that second unit. And then how is he going to be used in the second and fourth quarters? Like is he is he playing the the first 5 minutes? Is he playing the last right. 5 minutes? Like like I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like the, to me, the entire value of Chris Paul is him helping that second unit and carrying them, and, and helping the development of Kaminga and Moody, setting up other players. And, and it, yeah, yeah, it just, it just looks like a disaster to start him. I don't get it. I do not get that at all. It makes it. no damn sense. Um, yeah. I like one of the comments here. Uh, 2024, we are the oldest, we are the slowest, and we are the smallest. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a good place to be. And that's yeah. literally where the Warriors are about to be at. And the thing that also makes me mad is with the small ball lineup, like, the Warriors have to be able to run teams out of the gym. And once again, like, they've only gotten older and slower from season to season. So it's like, if you go small, then, you know, the idea is that they can, you know, really push the pace. But at the same time, like... Chris Paul, he's a player who likes to slow it down. Like, he's a player who likes to work in the half court. And he's old. I just, yeah. like, how is this going to work? Like, you know, you just got to look at weighing out what the strengths are. And if you do have a team that's smaller, they've got to be super fast. And you got to look to get out in transition and run a fast offense. Don't really totally with you. don't know that that's necessarily the Warriors' strengths either. So I just, like, I don't get what the balance is going to be. Jelson's one of the smartest. Um the Warriors do have a lot of smart players. Um, that's true. But still, that's not going to compensate for for these issues that we're talking about. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I just like, what's the? I don't get it. Unit? Like, I don't. I don't. Get I don't it. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, and look, this this could be a year, and it's it's a fear of mine, but this could be a year where it seems like this is the impression I'm getting because Ken Mama writes, you know, we had defense and lack of size issues last season. Then we get Chris Paul who doesn't solve the size issues, maybe helps with the defense a little bit, but what's happening to our team, right? My theory in terms of what's going on and, and Kyle, and I'd love to know if you agree or disagree with this is that mm -hmm. last season. And, and we touched on this a lot that behind the scenes, there was a proxy war. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean like literally two people hating each other, but there was seriously, there was, there was a battle over vision and control between Steve Kerr and Bob Myers. Steve Kerr won. Okay. Like Joe Lacob gave Steve Kerr the keys. Steve Kerr went and hired his son to run the Santa Cruz team. And Steve Kerr is in control. Steve Kerr likes small ball. All right. For some reason he's morphed into Don Nelson 2.0, except he has rings. Um, but, but Don Nelson also never had Stephen Curry. So who knows what would have happened there, but He's turned into uh, uh, someone who just loves smaller players. Um, it was kind of interesting to me. Uh, I feel like Team USA in the in the recent FIBA World Cup had just one reporter that was like really giving us information from the scene there, and it was what's his name from ESPN, uh, Brian Brian Windhorst. Um, he was the only person there that was like writing recaps, giving you inside news, and Windhorst actually wrote something that was that was very interesting. Because apparently he actually asked Steve Kerr like why he likes small ball so much. And it was just a little blurb in the story. But he the answer was speed and versatility. Like like in, in Steve Kerr's eyes, when you have a smaller team, you're faster and you have more versatility. And I think the versatility is referencing defense and being able to be switch heavy, 
uh, you know, not getting burned on pick and rolls and so forth. Um, so my theory is, is that the team is acquiescing, acquiescing to Steve Kerr and just basically saying, this is your vision. This is your team. We're going to follow your lead. And either people like myself are going to be proven wrong and he's right, or this is going to be a really tough year. And then I have no idea what happens after the season. Um, that's my guess for what's going on here is that the team is just really going all in on Steve Kerr and his vision. Who knows if that vision is going to translate to success. Um, when we come back, I'd love to get your thoughts on what I just said there, Kylan, because uh, we got to give some love. I was telling, the, you know, I was telling the folks that we're officially now getting back into the season. Uh, the preseason uh, starts on October 7th. Uh, we haven't gotten a date yet for, for uh, a training camp. Last year, I think it was like September 24th. Um, but we're almost there. Like next week, we're back to full time. Uh, and that means sometimes two ads in one show. And we got two today. And the second one is FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Kevin Dana was on the show recently. He brought up the fact that you could use VPN to play FanDuel in a place like California. I'll leave that up to you. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. One final segment. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms. Uh, at her name, it's super easy. Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. Uh, Kylan, in the chat, uh, Jill Espina, I think, said it best. Uh, is it Kerr the Iconoclast? Or is it Kerr the masochist? Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, Genji Gok, Gok uh, also made a great point in the chat. Even second-tier centers destroyed us last yes. year. So I don't know. I guess he's a masochist. I don't know. Um, I just, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I don't think the small ball worked for Team USA either. Like, it didn't. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> it, it didn't work there. So honestly, um, I think Steve Kerr is a great coach. I think he's done a lot of things right. I'm not buying into the small ball. I'm not, I just, I'm not based on the way the NBA is played right now and the other teams they have to compete against and what happened last season. Like I am not a believer that the small ball is going to be what the Warriors are going to ride into the promised land at yeah. some size, please. It was an issue last year. My big question that I want to ask you is like, what is the rotation going to be? So let's say Chris Paul's in the starting lineup, like next players off the bench. Like I just don't see what, like the right mix, like there has to be someone who, and I know we've talked about how the Warriors don't necessarily need a traditional point guard, but I still think that second unit needs an, a calming presence, some experience. I mean, one thing that Chris Paul is good at is, is slowing the game down a little bit, but also like the leadership aspect, low turnovers. Um, and you've got Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, who are young players who are going to be taking on bigger roles. Like they need the help. And I like the idea of, the CP3 and Jonathan Kaminga lob threat together. And, and you know, I think that yes. can work in the second unit. You've got Gary Payton, the second, who's a guard, but he's not a guard that's running your offense. 
Um, so, you know, it's like if you look at the next couple of players coming off the bench um, and let's say it's Moody, Kaminga, Moses, uh, Moody, Moody, JK, um, Looney and and Gary Payton, the second, like who's running that offense? Like what's the plan here? I guess and, uh, Joe Joseph, I guess, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't, you're right. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, so know. I'm just saying, I don't so know. Like, you know. So CP3 goes off after five or six minutes. Uh, Steph also has to come off the floor. So yes. what, what's happening after that point in time? Like, that's my big question. I guess like, I know they've done a thing for a while where they were staggering Draymond and having Draymond kind of like run the second unit, but like, that's our game plan for the whole season. Like, I just, I don't get the rotation to me. It makes perfect sense to have CP3 in the second unit. It yep. makes sense. So I just, yep. I don't know. Yep. I, I just want things to make sense. I'm totally with you. And, and none of this does. Uh, Zoe uh, wrote, I hope uh, uh, Trace Jackson Davis is the answer. A few other people uh, wrote that as well. Again, you're counting on a rookie. Now, a rookie. granted, yeah, no, granted. Snooker doesn't like playing rookies and young guys either. Right. And, so, and that's where Vincent, you added, you know, he has been legally drinking for almost three years. He's not an ordinary rookie, but he still has no NBA experience. Uh, but going back to what um, Zoe wrote, I started this from way earlier in the show. Uh, so we're getting this goes for both of us. Kylan, if you were the GM of the Warriors, if you were in Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s shoes, who is the center you want to sign or trade for? I'll answer this as well, but I'm asking you first, Kylan. Like, if you're the GM, who is out there that you want above everyone else? Mm, it's a like, tough one. I don't know, though, who could realistically be traded for. I mean, initially, like, I was like, ooh, could the Warriors pick up DeAndre Ayton because he's unhappy uh, in Phoenix? Yes. And then I like JaVale McGee. Those were, like, the two that I felt like were realistic. I mean, if you're talking about, like, anyone, anyone, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that because, you know, trying to look at the options that the Warriors realistically could get – but like DeAndre Ayton was one that like, I don't know, you know, because of the issues he had in Phoenix, I was like, is this a guy who would be willing to leave? And I like DeAndre Ayton. I yeah. think that the skill set he brings would help the Warriors. Um, and I think that, you know, I know there's been some controversy around him, but I think that the Warriors could make it work personally. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, again, the, the player I wanted was JaVale McGee. They, they yeah, clearly... I mean, yeah. And JaVale McGee, a hundred percent. Yeah, clearly the Warriors didn't want him, so that was that. Uh, so, I, I mean, right, of all the players who are literally out there, um, and these aren't great options, I, I, I'm i slightly leaning towards toward uh, Keita, Nemius Keita, just because he is, the dude, when he's out there, it's impossible to just grab a rebound around him, to just drive past him. The dude is huge, um, and he's athletic, and I just remember watching him uh play in the G League thinking, wow, this guy's like NBA ready. So, but there are no really awesome options out there. There's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah. I mean, Bam Adebayo uh, is another name that's listed out there. I wouldn't mind him either. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, eight, I've seen Aiton in like some of the proposed like trade, you know, rumors and like the articles that have come out in the last couple of days. So that's what made me think of it is because, you know, if, if there was a player who would possibly be up for discussion, I feel like the trade rumors around DeAndre Ayton will never end. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're absolutely right. Um, and the, and the Suns are small too. Like if they don't make that work. I don't know what their answer is, but uh, this know. is another question as we wrap the show up from Ken Mamba um, who writes uh, and, and we'll use this for both of us. Oh yeah. Kai Sai. Um, who would you make the second unit? If you're coaching, who would be your second? I know you, you just touched on this, but one more time, like, so what would be your your primary second unit for the Warriors if you were a uh, head coach? 
I mean, all the guys that I just mentioned, except for I think CP3 has to be in there in that second yes. unit. I think you go with the Warriors starting lineup that worked last year. It was the most effective starting lineup when you look at the offensive numbers. I know we've talked about this on the show, but like the actual like five man breakdowns, like league wide, the Warriors starters who also won a championship a season ago were among the most effective despite the team struggles. Like, I just don't understand, like, why break that up to get smaller and older? Um, so I would keep that same starting five, and then I think you'd have CP3 who could come in and run the offense. I think that Moody needs to be a regular and get more minutes, more consistently than he did last year. Like, give him a bigger role. Jonathan Kaminga, I think, could be really great in a pick and roll with CP3. I want oh. him coming off the bench early. Gary Payton II adds, you know, the defense and the perimeter defending that you're looking for. Um, so I think those four right away, and who am I forgetting? Those are my first four right off the well, bat. And then Gary, the who are in the mix, but like you know, I think they're going to spend some time probably in Santa Cruz. They're going to take a little bit of developing, um, and then you have Sarich also who can add some size. Um, and to me, like that's a good looking second unit. Like I actually Absolutely. really like that. I think if you're looking at CP3, Gary Payton the second, um, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, Dario Sarich, like. I think that's a good second unit. Like it is because it, it is. Good. Yeah. Just, oh, this is why I hate the idea of CP3 starting. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't. And, and not to mention, I was also getting a little excited and I'm with you hundred percent. I think that's, that's my second unit as well. Mm -hmm. And I was getting a little excited about staggering Clay's minutes so that Clay could play on that second unit alongside Chris Paul as well. I mean, we've mm -hmm. heard that talk about how good Clay could be getting set up by Chris Paul and look, that, that could still happen with Paul in the starting unit, but Dude, they're going to get slaughtered. I, I don't see how that's going to work. I really don't see how that's going to work. Um, I'm very curious to see if Mark Spears was right about that or not. But, uh, yeah, we'll find out. My uh, question is, if it doesn't work, will Steve Kerr actually – will he be stubborn or will he actually change and make adjustments? Because I do feel like we saw it this last season a little bit more than past years where he's a little bit stubborn. He's a little bit stubborn when it comes to playing some of the young guys, when it comes to going small. Like, to me, there were times where I was like, Steve, just, like, make the change that we all want you to make. Come on, yep. buddy. And yep. you didn't do it. So I guess that's my next biggest question is if this experiment doesn't work out, then what's next? Is Steve Kerr going to make the necessary adjustments? Or is he going to ride, you know, just keep riding the small ball, keep CP3 in the starting lineup? Like, I am very curious to see also if it doesn't work, what's going to be the response? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, Joe Lacob does not like to lose. So uh, if we have another season, like Ken Mamba wrote this, uh, Kai and Sai, are you ready for another stressful season? Every time a game ends, he's like, can't wait for the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. I really don't. It's not fun from my perspective to, to just be irritated night after night because of, of what's going on. We'll see. We'll see. I will say this. It's going to be damn interesting with Chris Paul in the mix. I do Very love yeah, I I do love that Dario Saric is, is in the mix for the Warriors now. I, I love it. I do. Um, mm -hmm. so, and, and I love that that Trace Jackson Davis was drafted. I think these are actually solid players. But, you know, I've been saying this on the show all offseason. I think they're one short when it comes to bigs. Like, like I would yeah. be a lot more comfortable with one more big body because this is – their Warriors are operating under the premise here that for the third year in a row, Kevon Looney is going to be perfectly healthy. That's crazy. Right, like that. That's that's ins that's Dude, an insane his, thing. To count his streak on. is insane. Like if he goes through another season like he did, that's unreal. I mean, the only player who's played in more consecutive games is Mikal Bridges. Like that yeah, of active yeah. NBA players. So that yeah. I you can't bank on that. You can't bank on that again. 
Yep. And he went through some trials and tribulations where he was having back issues this last season. And he was listed as questionable many, many times and played through it. Like you can only do that for so long. Like yep. when you get knocked around and you're dealing with soreness, and all these other issues before then it comes to bite you. And then you get seriously hurt. Cause that's the other thing when you're dealing with pain or dealing with soreness, you're more susceptible to a serious injury. So Absolutely I am right. hoping that is not the case this year. Absolutely. Right. Well, um, thank you everyone. Thank Kylan. I'm so stoked. You made it. Uh, I never, ever ask for thoughts and prayers this one time i'm gonna ask for it because my dad's in the hospital right now uh he had a heart attack it's kind of I'm, I'm i'm very yeah i can't believe i did a show in lieu of that um so for my dad thoughts and players prayers please um kylan great to see you uh thanks to everyone anything we forgot are we all good no sigh we're sending all our love thoughts prayers everyone drop a comment because you know, that's just an awful thing to go through. And yeah. I don't know how you're on the show, but then again, it is good to have distractions, get your mind off it maybe for a little bit, uh, but appreciate you coming on. And, you know, of course, sorry for what you're going through and everyone drop a comment because Sai is a warrior for coming on and doing a podcast after all Thank that. But I Thank hope you. your dad gets well soon. And I hope so too. I hope so too. I'm going to about my sister's there. I'm going to call right now and see how it's going. All right, folks. Thank you so much, Kylan. Thank you. And uh, I'll be back at this tomorrow with CJ Holmes. And Kylan, you and I next week, we're going to be doing it two days a week. We're back, back to sketch. two days a week. <laughs> we're, we're back. Summer vacation's over, people. <laughs> it is. Sadly, it's over. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back at the soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> I had to do something. <laughs>